Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In Detroit, our homegrown style of square pizza is a hit, and it has been for decades. But now people outside of Michigan have gotten a bite, and they want more. People from all over the country are going to Yelp and trying to find out where they can find Detroit-style pizza. A new survey says Detroit is the number one pizza city in America. So we'll pay homage to our beloved square pizza and figure out why it's currently taking over the world. Move over Motown. We now live in Doughtown. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. That survey I mentioned comes from AnytimeEstimate.com. Detroit topped that list based on the number of pizzerias, Google searches, and price. So let's put our money where our mouths are and make some pizza. Let it rest and start the stretch process. And what you're trying to do in the stretch process is you're trying to get the dough nicely even throughout the pan. That is Wesley Pakula. He's the chief brand officer of Buddy's Pizza. Watching Pakula make that pizza at the original location on Conant in Detroit, it was easy to believe he's been with the company for almost 50 years. He could have done that blindfolded. He'll keep making that pizza throughout the pod. How about the first Detroit-style pizza? It was made in the same kitchen where I stood with Wesley, but we have to go back to the city post-World War II. Mark Kurlianchik, a food critic and the editorial director at Frame in Hazel Park, picks up the story. It is a little bit complex, but it really does trace back to the Guerra family, to specifically Gus Guerra, when he was at Buddy's Rendezvous back in uh, 1947. The source for this story is from his own children who to this day still run Cloverleaf. Basically, Gus ran a bar called Buddy's Rendezvous, and business was pretty slow. He was an immigrant from San Marino and decided to sort of do an interpretation of like a Sicilian-style pizza bread, basically. And with the help of his mother-in-law, Crucifixa Pasalacqua, they created this, basically, this pizza using these oil pans, leftover oil pans, from the, you know, the, which were abundant in the auto industries. Buddy's Rendezvous is that original Buddy's location we talked about earlier. You know, where Wesley's making our pizza. Build up the sides a little bit just to hold the cheese. It kind of becomes like, like a canoe a little bit. And then when people say the caramelization, there is some cheese that will hit these sides. And basically the crust should kind of keep it all contained. We'll come back to the cheese in a minute. It's obviously critical. But first, back to the history. Remember, Mark said part of that history was a little confusing. There's some deviation as to who put the first Detroit-style pizza in the oven there, Buddy. But he sold Buddy's in the 50s and opened Cloverleaf. So he took his recipe and opened Cloverleaf in East Point, 
But when he sold Buddies, he sold the recipe as well to these guys, both named Jimmy. And they hired this guy named Louis to make the pizzas. So Gus taught Louis how to make his style of pizza. And then Louis worked at Buddies for a while. And then he went to Shields for a little bit, which is down the street from the original Buddies. And then in the 70s, he opened Louis Pizza in Hazel Park. So you have like this intertwined of all these same names at the beginning of maybe the first three decades of this Detroit style pizza. That is Detroit News restaurant critic Melody Batons explaining what amounts to basically the family tree of the original Detroit-style pizza. You're putting 35 pieces of pepperoni on every pizza. It's a 5 by 7 This is coarse ground margarita pepperoni. It's not a curl and crisp, which means if you put this on top of the pizza, it'll burn. It's a leaner pepperoni that's got a coarser grind. It's a natural casing. So this is traditional. So what makes Detroit-style pizza Detroit-style pizza? Whether the oil pan thing is true or not, the square deep dish does indeed start with the pan. Here's Mark from Frame again. The pans are key because they provide that really like crispy crust. It's more than a crust, you know what I mean? It's almost like a, a barrier um, that gives it that, that really distinct crunch. It's the cheese that goes all the way to the edge of the pan, which creates the frico. Um, which is a fancy Italian word for basically crispy cheese. Um, so for me, like the best Detroit style pizza has a really like high frico where the cheese actually goes above the crust and provides even more crunch. Before we go anywhere, frico is my new favorite word. And that crispy cheese on the edges, that was the first thing that Melody, our food critic friend from the Detroit News said too, but what about the rest of it? The dough is, is a labor of love. A lot of pizzeria uh, owners who created their own version of Detroit-style pizza, they go on and on about the dough. The cheese, it should be high-fat, like a Wisconsin brick cheese. Sauce on top, sure, sauce under the cheese, I think that's fine. You know, it depends on the pizzeria. I think that some variation within detroit styles is okay. But, you know, you go to Buddy's, you go to Cloverleaf, you go to Louie's, you see the sauce on top. And, you know, it's almost like you don't even need toppings because just the quality of the sauce, the cheese, and the dough is so good. After you're putting the pepperoni on, you're putting in... Probably close to a pound of cheese. I mean, the big thing here is to make sure that you're covered throughout. This is brick cheese that we have made for us. It's aged to get the flavor and the melt and the stretch, right? Because if you can't stretch it, it doesn't look really good. So then you're covering everything up. One thing I did wonder, is Detroit-style pizza like Kobe beef or champagne? If the product is not from a specific region, it doesn't count. You don't have to be from Detroit to claim to make Detroit-style pizza. There's some excellent Detroit-style pizza being made in Brooklyn right now from people who you know are not from Detroit. And is it Detroit-style still? Can they claim it? I think so. And then we go into the sauce method which again, we call it stripe method. And we kind of laugh about it because it's like racing stripes, right? It's got the automotive flair here. And then you're, you're just putting in sauce, nice layers that will eventually bleed in when the cheese melts. Detroit-style pizza has been popular in the metro area for decades, but lately it's been exploding across the nation. Shoot, it's gone international. I found a pizzeria in a city just south of Mexico that is a complete Detroit-style pizzeria. Everything they serve is Detroit-style. And a couple other pizzerias, one in Mexico City and one in a city not too far from there, you know, it was a pizzeria that had Detroit-style pizza on the menu. So it's kind of one of their offerings. 
Melody wrote an article in the Detroit News about the migration of Detroit pizza to Mexico. She spoke to the owner of D's Pizza, that's the all-Detroit-style restaurant. He told her that while business was okay, it has been a struggle to get people to adjust to it because it's nothing like any of the other pizza they see in Mexico. While Detroit-style pizza may be struggling to get a foothold south of the border, it has exploded in popularity across the U.S. over the last decade. Mark says everybody loves a comeback story. I think it also tracks with the rise of Detroit in the eyes of the national media and sort of the nation in the last 10 years. You know, it's the comeback city. As accurate or as inaccurate as that may be, there's a certain mystique about Detroit in general. And so any of the things that are pinned to Detroit now come with a sort of coolness to them, a cultural sort of cachet. And I think Detroit-style pizza has only benefited from, from Detroit's own rise. For Melody, Detroit being Detroit is also part of what's driving the pizza across the country. The people outside Detroit or people who are maybe from Metro Detroit and go elsewhere, they like to say they're from Detroit. There's a certain scrappiness and grittiness that people are drawn to. It's very authentic, it's very blue-collar. There's a lot of cool things with Detroit, Motown, the auto industry, techno, White Stripes, Eminem. Um, There's a lot of cool things that Detroit is connected with. And I think that people are proud to, outside Detroit, open up a business that has Detroit in the name. The old debate is New York versus Chicago in the pizza world. But as Detroit style surges, will that conversation change? What's next for Detroit pizza? I mean, I know it doesn't have the old style, traditional history of rivalry like Chicago and New York, but it seems like it's entered the chat and done so loudly. I've personally been saying for a couple of years that I think Detroit, not only Detroit style pizza, but I think Detroit pizza uh, fandom and culture can one day, if not now, rival Chicago and New York. And that's why that news came out that Detroit was the number one pizza city, because not only are people searching for pizza a lot around here, but they're searching for pizza and they're saying the word Detroit as they search for it because they want Detroit-style pizza. Um, not too long ago, Yelp had a kind of a trend forecast for 2021. And I think it was like the search for Detroit-style pizza on Yelp was up like 52%, which is huge. So that means people from all over the country are going to Yelp and typing in and trying to find out where they can find Detroit-style pizza. That's the traditional that goes in the oven. You can see where the cheese melts. It gives you that crust that people look at, that cheese crust around the edges. And then, of course, you see the folds here. These folds in these pans, a lot of times, will trap some of the butter from the cheese, and it kind of gets into the corners a little bit, and that's why people fight for corners. I'll tell you what, I'll be waiting right here until that pizza comes out of the oven. Big thanks to Mark Curlianchik and Melody Batens for sharing their time with me, and also to Wesley Pakula for showing us how to make a Detroit-style pizza in the same kitchen where the first one was made 75 years ago. You can find more on Detroit-style pizza and so much more at wwjnewsradio.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Royal Oak. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.